This week's episode of Twitch Talks is sponsored by an actual sponsor yet again. Ladies and gentlemen, I didn't fail the first time, and he's back yet again. Twitch.tv forward slash C for Serious. Longtime supporter of the show since the very first episode. And he reached out and wants to sponsor yet another episode. And of course, of course I let him do that. So go check him out. Super nice guy. Great to talk to. Got a nice British accent. And uh, yeah, go check him out. Twitch.tv forward slash C for Serious. Thanks again, buddy, for sponsoring the show. Welcome to Twitch Talks, everybody, the podcast where we interview successful streamers and give you actionable advice each and every episode to up your streaming game, hopefully. And I'm your host, Cameron, also known as Cpalm. And if you'd like to, if you, I mean, if you like the show and you want to find me on some social media, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Twitch underscore talks. You can email me with any uh, show suggestions, uh, feedback. If you, if you really hate the show, you can send me a novel telling me that you don't like it. I haven't had that happen yet, but if you'd like to, you can email me, Cameron at twitchtalks.tv. You can also find me, hey, 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 on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash cpalm, and I stream most nights 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and I must say I very much appreciate all of, the, all of those who came from the podcast and pop into a Twitch stream and tell me that you're enjoying the show. Warms my heart each and every time, so I really do appreciate those who have came out and uh, shown me your support for the show. Really keeps me motivated, and uh, hopefully I can continue to please. This week's show, we're talking about some Twitch news, some creator news, not necessarily regarding Twitch. We're going to be talking about the YouTube uh, monetization changes, which uh, I'll give you the facts, then I'll give you my personal opinion on that. Twitch actually just came out within the last hour before I recorded this show with kind of a uh, kind of a counter to uh, some of the YouTube woes that are happening right now, and we'll be discussing that later on in the show. I'd also like to take a little bit of the show uh, time to discuss Streamlabs OBS. I think that's a really cool new software that's came out, and I think that could really help you up your streaming game if you're just now getting into uh, the world of Twitch streaming. So, to start off the show, we need to talk about YouTube. It's hot on the press right now, spicy, lots of controversy going around this topic. Uh, we got creators who are saying it's a great move. We have people saying that YouTube hates small creators. And, uh, you know, we got polar opposite ends. A few people taking uh, some, some moderate approaches. Uh, I don't really know where I land on this, but... The changes are, here, I'll give you the facts before I give you my opinions. Um, so starting February 20th, they're changing the way that they allow people to be quote-unquote partnered with YouTube, which allows you to monetize your videos, which means that they put ads on your videos and you get a little percentage of that ad revenue every time someone watches that ad and watches your video. So the requirements used to be fairly low for this. And the reason why I know that they were fairly low for this is because I am a current YouTube partner. But starting February 20th, I will not be a current YouTube partner and I will not be able to monetize my videos. So the new requirements are that you must have 4,000 hours of watch time in the past 12 months and you must have 1,000 subscribers. So those are actually 
in my opinion, fairly hefty requirements, at least coming from the prior requirements, which were a lot lower. And so here, here's where my opinion, I guess, comes in at. I'm a little biased. I will disclaim that right now. I'm a little bit biased because I currently uh, already am eligible and have been monetizing my videos for the past two years. And instead of making this kind of a legacy program where people who are already partnered, similar to Twitch, you know, that Twitch, if you get partnered with Twitch and then you leave your channel and you go play Minecraft 24-7, it's a horrible example, and never stream again, you maintain that partnership. Uh, a better example is you might have re you might have been eligible for partnership and gotten it. You might have been rocking and rolling, having 100 viewers every single stream, and then you might have uh, kind of slowed down. You might be only getting 30 viewers per stream, which currently wouldn't get you partnered, but they're not going to take away that partnership status. YouTube, on the other hand, has said, screw your prior partnership, uh, and uh, is taking it away from many small creators, including myself. And that's where I don't really think it's a good move. I think this should just be a, from February 20th on, uh, you have to reach these uh, requirements, but maybe they think that it's already saturated too much with crappy, horrible content creators uh, like myself, apparently. And we've seen these polar opposites of opinion. Uh, we've seen Boogie2988 uh, come out with a video saying that this is basically giving the middle finger to the small creators. What I also don't like about it is that, you know, ads will continue to be on my YouTube videos. It just means that that ad money only goes to YouTube and not me at all. So business-wise, a business decision perspective, it's excellent. Because now a percentage of all the content on YouTube all that ad revenue goes directly to YouTube and it's just like no longer having to cut any paychecks. And so to give a little bit of perspective, uh, two years ago, I did pretty well on YouTube actually. I gave it a lot more attention. This was before I was Twitch streaming and I kind of hit those algorithms correctly. So the Gear VR, uh, Samsung's mobile VR headsets came out and they were pretty hyped. And Minecraft, of course, you know, it's a huge game. It has always been a huge game. When their uh, VR version came out for the Gear VR, the day it came out, I came home from college and recorded a video where I explored Minecraft VR on the Gear VR. Little did I know that that video is now up to 100,000 views, and probably in the two years has probably, that video alone, I think, has made me close to $100, I think, which, you know, it's not huge. I'm not going to be like, oh, hell yeah, I got $100, I'm going to go uh, quit my job and go live on that YouTube money, but still to this day, I think that video, I have another one that's at 50 thousand viewers and then a 14,000 viewer uh, views, sorry, viewers is Twitch, views is YouTube. Uh, those videos still, even though they were over a year ago, 
I still get like a paycheck or a a, a, a PayPal notification of like $2.50 a month or something. And it's just something. It's It's something reminding me that, hey... You made some good content in the past. Maybe you should go do it again because it's these ones in the past are still, you know, racking in a few cents every day, and I like that. I really, I really enjoy getting, even if it's not, you know, I can't live off that money ever, but you know, it's it's pretty motivating. I think personally to uh, still be getting some revenue off of those videos, even though it's not a livable wage and it's probably less than a hundred dollars a year and um so that's a lot of people's view on this is that oh you know these people are only making less than a hundred dollars a year on youtube so why does it matter but it's pretty cool any any dollar amount as a small creator is pretty dope i mean think about it on twitch you get a sub you get two dollars and fifty cents for that one twitch prime sub you're pretty hyped about that it's like oh man Look, I'm playing video games, I'm making content, I'm enjoying myself, and look, I could go buy two cheeseburgers with this money now. I mean, any amount of money I think is cool, personally. I've seen some larger YouTubers say, if you can't reach these requirements, you're actually a shitty content creator. I don't think that's the case. I think that's a pretty harsh view on this. Uh, I won't say any names of who said that, but my opinion on him has slightly lowered ever since those comments. And another thing to think about is this, it's not really the thousand subscriber mark. I'm at 750 subscribers. So if I really, really tried, I could probably reach that subscriber mark. But to put it into perspective, that 100,000, 40,000, uh, 50,000 and uh, 14,000 view, those are like my top three videos. In that year that those came out, I got 4,012, uh, so 4,012 hours watched in that year. I barely made that 4,000 mark, and that video was shared on multiple websites, big websites too, and was in recommended pages for a long time on YouTube. So it hit all the algorithms. It did really well, and I would consider that going partially viral. This is where my problem comes with these, these changes, and I promise we're going to get to Twitch here in a second, but YouTube has been uh, a big part of my life for a long time, and I think this will be kind of coming over to Twitch in a way, because if people aren't getting what they want from YouTube, they're going to go look for other platforms, also known as Twitch. But I think the viral dream, the quote-unquote viral overnight success is kind of gone. Say you just got a camera for Christmas, you're a kid, you just made the most amazing video in the world, you just made the Honey Badger video, let's just say that. You, you wake up, you have, you know, you have 500,000 views on this video, and let's say you got 600 subscribers from that video, because a video doesn't necessarily mean that they want to subscribe and see future videos, they might have just really enjoyed that one. Even if they do reach that thousand limit mark, maybe in a few weeks, a thousand subscribers, you know, they're not going to get monetized for any of that until they reach that mark. And look, I understand that you should be creating for the love of creation and the art of it, but look, YouTube profited, would profit heavily from that video. 
and you wouldn't at all until you reach this threshold, and I think that's a little shady in my opinion. And another thing with the uh, watch limit requirement, think about, um, I can't remember his name. There's, there's an Asian guy who has like a really good voice. He makes like five to six second videos on YouTube. It's similar to Vine in a way where he does like really funny video game kind of character voices. I, I think you probably know who I'm talking about. His videos are six seconds long. And yeah, he puts out a lot, but and he definitely has the subscriber uh, limit. But it's going to take him and animators who make two-minute videos a hell of a long time to reach this requirement. So I think there's going to have to be some exceptions made from YouTube because people who make smaller, shorter content are not going to get monetized because it's going to take so, so many videos for them to reach that requirement. So I think there's going to have to be some changes from YouTube. Uh, I hope that they come out with some of these changes and don't just uh, shadow us and ghost us. But we'll see. So, in response to all this uh, YouTube drama and YouTube getting burnt alive by half the community and being praised by the other half, um, they came out with a thing called Video Producer, which um, is trying to enhance their, their video area I, I suppose I could say you know Twitch is famous for their live streams and they've always had an upload feature that allows you to upload videos but once those videos are uploaded they're kind of just there I think you can comment on them I know you could probably post an emote response to it so you can give someone a pog champ to their video but once the video is uploaded it's just kind of there People can, like, you can view how many times someone watched it, but it's just it's just a video. It's just there on someone's channel to, to view. So they're trying to make dropping a video a little bit more hyped. They're trying to make it a premiere, a, uh, you know, go, go view a video dropping with the creator and that creator's fan base, the, the viewers of that channel. And... So they came out with a video producer and it's going to be a set of tools that, you know, people can uh, pre-record content and upload things or they can, uh, it's supposed to be easier to repurpose and promote their uh, videos from their live streams. And um, so, yeah, it premieres the video at a certain time. I think they said it's going to be in 30 minute intervals. So you upload the video at 2.20, it'll premiere at 2.30 you could uh, make a little countdown at the beginning of your video once everyone's shown up to see the video. So you could do like 10 to 1, countdown, boom, your video's here and you're watching it with your friends. I think it's kind of cool. I don't know how well it's going to do. The strange requirement on it is that every video has to be premiered. And I think that's a little that's a little odd. You know, sometimes you just want to upload a video and just, like, let it be there so that you can pay, maybe, like, go and share it later at a better time. And now anytime you do upload something, it's going to be this big event that people can notify themselves for in the, like, event sections. So, you know, people who are following your Twitch stream can, can be uh, set to be notified when a video is premiering. So... You're never going to be able to sneakily 
upload a video to Twitch with this uh, feature coming out. There's no monetization options. That would be crazy if like, you know, you can now just monetize your videos on Twitch with ads. That would be nuts, but it's the standard monetization options that we currently have on live streams. So bits, subs, and uh, that's that's basically it. You know, people can sub and people can uh, drop bits. And um, so yeah, it's just a separate event that now happens on Twitch with your audience. So if you're not live streaming and you actually just wanted to take some time, I might start premiering some of the Twitch Talks episodes. I said in my uh, 2018 um, goals that I wanted to convert the audio of this into a video format. Maybe I'll start recording it in a video format and converting it to an audio format. Who knows? But I I definitely want to try this out. It's definitely interesting. And, you know, it kind of just gives you that initial moment that sometimes you didn't even get on YouTube. You you dropped a video. Sometimes people will be notified if they hit the bell icon. Uh, sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. And typically it's just the way I view YouTube is I just look through my subscription box whenever I'm bored or, you know, trying to go to sleep at a reasonable hour and then get sides, you know, sidetracked. But typically it's just, uh, as someone scrolls across it in the sub box, they'll go and view it and you'll get gradual emails or notifications when someone comments on it throughout the day, throughout the week. And this kind of gives everyone a initial moment to go and comment and react live to the video. So I think it's definitely cool. Twitch is definitely trying to come out with cool new features and I commend that commend them for that. It makes my podcast a little bit easier once they if they come out with features more often than they have been in the past. And also there's a new uh popcorn emote which woo yeah, popcorn emote. Woo, emote hype. I guess <laughs> I I'm getting better about emotes. I'm I'm getting a little bit better about the emote spam. I think I'm I think I'm close to being on on board with all the uh all the emotes. One one day I'll I'll understand it completely. But yeah, so that is the uh premiering tool, the video producer tool. The last thing I'd like to discuss today is something that's been out for a while. You've probably heard about it. I don't know if you've really deep dived into it. I downloaded it today, looked at it, and went through some of the features, and I think they're definitely worth mentioning. And that is uh, Streamlabs OBS. And if you didn't know, my recommended um, broadcasting software has always been OBS. It's been simple. It's been free. I've used some of the paid options. You know, uh, Elgato has their own. And, you know, it came when you got the Elgato capture cards. But, you know, it's that's not very good in my opinion. OBS always had tons of customization and lots of tutorials on it. So it's always been just like my kind of go-to. It's like you can do everything with this and the top of the line people are still using it. So you should probably be using it too. So Streamlabs, the company that's had Streamlabs, which a lot of people originally just used for stream notifications, such as follower notifications, sub notifications, bits, donations, you know, it's always, it's been a really great platform for, you know, people going in and uh, donating on the Streamlabs site. And it's, that's where they, I think, really made their mark was the notifications. 
They recently came out with the Streamlabs chatbot, which uh, they got Ankbot, I believe, and merged that together with Streamlabs. So then that was a program that had chat. It had, um, you know, it was it was its own chatbot, kind of like Nightbot. So it had, you know, song requests and games and polls and giveaways and all that stuff mixed into one app, so that you could also see. What, what I always used the Streamlabs app for was it had a dashboard, you know, for all the notifications. So I could see who just followed, who just subbed, who just donated. And that's what I've always used that for. So they merged that sub, that Streamlabs app with Ankbot and made a Streamlabs chat app. So you could see your followers, your subs. You could also see your chat and control the bot. So you could also see your, your uh, song requests and run giveaways and polls all from one application, which is super nice. I'll be honest, I am I'm still using the Restream chat application. It's just a tiny little window that has my chat on there, and then I have the Streamlabs application up to see the followers and subs. But I'm definitely gonna go and pick up that Streamlabs chat app because having just one window instead of two would make my life probably a lot easier. So I'm definitely gonna try that. But even more recently, Streamlabs OBS came out and it merged. I typically I typically had three windows up, a chat, Streamlabs, and OBS, and now those are all in one window with Streamlabs OBS. So they built off of the OBS platform, so it's still very familiar to OBS users. They advertise that you can set it up in 60 seconds and that you can import your scenes from OBS directly into Streamlabs OBS and they say it's very easy to set up. People, so they advertise that it uses 25% less CPU. Uh, what I've read from people who have reviewed this more closely than I have, probably if I reviewed it, I wouldn't notice if it's using less CPU or if my frames were better because I don't really pay attention too much to that kind of stuff. But apparently uh, browser sources so I currently have a browser source for my sub notification and you typically used a browser source for your sub notification, your follower notification, your donation notifications. Those are all browser sources, but since those were coming from Streamlabs themselves, those are now called widgets. So I hear that you might have performance issues keeping your browser sources once you import. So the recommendation is to just delete those browser sources and recreate them as widgets inside Streamlabs OBS. So just note there if you do go and try this after you hear this podcast. Um, a couple more features that this application has. It says it has the largest uh, library of overlays, which is pretty cool for someone who's just starting out. I don't typically have very flashy overlays. I only have one overlay at the, at the top left. That's just like the CPOM logo, like my name. And then I have one that kind of like pops up every once in a while and it shows my social media. And then I have a follower, sub, and donator. I might just have sub and donator overlays. So, but now with this application, you have access to all these overlays that you're easily able just to like browse through and then just select and it pops up on your stream. So that mainstreams so much of Photoshop work that you might have done prior to make a dope overlay. You can just browse through these, pop them up immediately, and 
I think that's pretty cool. And definitely for someone who's starting out, that is a way better option than just, you know, going to Fiverr. You know, I, I went through all that trouble going through like a Fiverr person selling overlays. You know, I've tried to make my own with Photoshop. They turned out decent, but not perfect. Now you have like thousands of overlays you can just browse through and choose whenever you want and change them up every day if you want, which is pretty nice. Of course, with the era of Snapchat and Instagram and filters galore where no one knows what each other looks like because you always see people with the dog face and the cat ears and the anime eyes. There's face masks inside Streamlabs OBS, which they advertise, which is ridiculous. A 200% revenue boost from using face masks. So you get a fake cigar and some cat ears and wow, 200,000% Sorry, not 200,000%, just 200% revenue boost. I was going way over that, way over the top. Yeah, go and uh go go use some face masks and uh <laughs> start racking in the money, folks. You heard it here. They advertise better video encoding as well. But I really just think where it excels is just having the one-stop shop for Streamlabs uh notifications. So you can see your subs, your donators, your your followers. You have another window for your for your chat, and you can also customize. And you typically had to go to Streamlabs' website to change the uh, goals, like your follower goals, um, anything that you want to display on your follower notifications, etc. You can do all that stuff from the app itself, and you also have your preview and go live everything so you can change your stream titles all that good stuff and also see your video uh, preview all from the same window and I think that's awesome so where I'm not sold on it yet is that they don't have stream deck um, accessibility yet once I'm able to use my stream deck with Streamlabs OBS I will probably be doing the switch just for ease of access and just having one monitor have one window with everything that I want. I think that would just make streaming a whole lot easier instead of having three different windows. And so yeah, once they have Stream Deck integration, I am on board with Streamlabs OBS. But I think if you're just starting out, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't started streaming it, go check it out first. I mean, see if it has everything that you want. Some people say the lack of plugins that are available for Streamlabs OBS compared to regular OBS makes it underpowered compared to OBS. Uh, but come on, like it's for the casual user, I think it's probably going to have everything that you want. And until they have the Stream Deck integration, I won't be using it on my main rig. But I think for like cooking streams or something like that where I'm using my laptop instead of my main uh, desktop PC, I think I'm definitely going to get Streamlabs OBS on there. And it'll just be a whole lot easier just to set it up quickly, maybe even pop up a a cool little overlay real quick, really easily. And yeah, so I I recommend it for people who are starting out for sure. And people who aren't fully into OBS yet don't have like thousands of sources like I do, even though they say you can import them uh, with ease. I'm a little hesitant, but if you're starting out, I definitely think you could find some good value out of using Streamlabs OBS. So 
thank you guys so much for listening. I know this is a big rant about YouTube, but the thing that you need to remember now especially is that money is nice, but now in this world that money is harder to get from ads and stuff, we're going to have to start using YouTube and other platforms such as Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. We're going to be using these as kind of a platform to grow your overall brand and not necessarily make each one a revenue source, I suppose. So grow your brand, grow your name, you know, have people follow you on all those platforms. You know, you could eventually start selling merch. You can get sponsored and you know, you can use those sponsorships on all different platforms instead of just YouTube. And so, yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to have to adapt to these changes. I think, of course, you can grind it out. You can make those requirements, start making the ad revenue. I'm definitely going to try. I'm not just going to completely give up on YouTube here. I said in my 2018 goals, I wanted to do highlight videos for my Twitch streams, and I wanted to translate this uh, audio podcast into a video format. And I think I'm still going to be doing that. So I'll drop my YouTube link in the uh, episode description as well. If you'd like to go and see my old horrible Minecraft videos and there's, there's some good ones in there. I think my Rust videos were high quality. Um, there, there's some good content out there, I think. But definitely not stuff that's very new. But I'm going to change that in 2018 for sure. So thanks for listening. Hope you liked the YouTube talk a little bit. I think it all translates into Twitch a little bit because I think some people are going to be coming over to that platform because they're mad. Anyway, let me know if you have any episode suggestions for future topics. You can tweet those suggestions to me at Twitter at Twitch underscore talks. You can come into my Twitch stream at twitch.tv forward slash and discuss with me there live. I, I love talking about Twitch, so that would be an ideal situation is just discussing what you would like to see from the show one-on-one with me on Twitch. That'd be pretty dope. It's happened before, and it's pretty awesome. And uh, guys, just really thank you so much for supporting the show and retweeting my go lives and just showing me some love in this uh, new platform that I've never tried before. And the podcast is doing extremely well, exceeding all my expectations. And I hope that I can continue to reach the expectations that you hold this podcast to. And I hope that you learn something each and every episode. So thanks so much, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.